Welcome to the Free Man Void. I'm your host, Victus D. Void. That is, of course, if you're watching on BitChute or YouTube. However, if you're listening on the podcast, FMA Mad World, I am your host, Victus D. Void. Now, let's discuss something that I really... Alright. The concept of brainwashing. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about the typical cartoon brainwashing where, you know, that spiraling black and white image that... <laughs> like allows the characters to be deceived or, or confused not that i don't want to talk about that but what i really want to focus on is social engineering and why i believe the current state or the current dynamic or dichotomy of pure of pure chaos in you know the modern world and multiple multiple societies across the planet, I should say communities and countries across the planet, and why this current state of complete disarray is the product of, again, social engineering or mass brainwashing. Um, to start off, I'm going to repeat one of my favorite quotes. Uh, this is a quote that I came up with all by myself, and I have, of course, uttered the same quotes on multiple occasions throughout my short podcasting career, and this quote is, when one is staring into the face of absolute nonsense, one must act a fool. While this is my personal model, I've come to realize that this quote is really, it's actually one of the core laws of human relational cohesion, or what I call HRC. Like I said before, societies through modern day civilization are in a state of complete disarray, or again, a state of mass hysteria. Mass hysteria, not masked hysteria. Excuse me, I'm a little stupid today. Um, we have protests raging all over from China to America for reasons that, of course, vary in their complexities and significance. And the global hive mind we call pop culture is, again, in a state of decadence. Now, at first glance, this hysteria seems almost divine, as if it's the will of God for the people to rage on against their ruling class. While I do think that all peoples should be raging against their masters, if of course their masters have proven proven themselves to be corrupt and manipulative, I would be foolish to say that this mass psychosis we see permeating throughout our communities is of divine origins. Matter of fact, this hysteria is a product of social engineering designed to cause anti-human societal evolution in other words, we are being brainwashed into destroying our societies and our communities and, of course, ourselves. Now, today I have a few articles that I want to read to you that will help me explain exactly what, I, what it is I'm trying to get at. And, yeah, but before I do, I need you to remember that quote. Remember, when one is staring into the face of absolute nonsense, one must act a fool. So, let's rock and roll. Starting right off, I have an article from Reclaim the Net. Which, by the way, is where I get all of my articles that I will be reading for you today. And this article is titled, Facebook Fact Checker USA Today Caught Publishing Fake News. And this was put out on June 17th, 2022. So it starts off reading as, Reports are revealing that there is a well-known fact checker gladly employed by big tech that is, as it turns out, can't even check itself. The fact-checking industry that the pandemic governments in Silicon Valley produced remains one of the more murky aspects of the big censorship that befell the web these last years, like a disease in its own right. But how does this industry deal with the blatant cynicism of a prominent fact-checker for others, like USA Today, in this case, 
publishing what was literally fake news on its own site. Now that cooler heads are somewhat prevailing, or at least allowed to report actual news, including on Facebook's, Twitter's, etc., third-party fact-checking army, more and more damning information is emerging, allowing us a glimpse into how exactly the whole thing works and how it fails. Along a myriad of no-name non-profits that wormed their way into the newly created business, and by the way, just checking their origins, affiliation, and funding is a giant task that deserves a proper study. There have also been some well-known media names like AFP and like USA Today. So low is the level of transparency around this business that even some very astute observers are unable to say with certainty if USA Today was a fact checker only for Facebook or for Twitter as well. But what is certain is that USA Today being declared trustworthy when it came to passing verdicts on other people's content in the last 23 sentences, the site itself was publishing fabrications. That's a euphemism. <laughs> That's a euphemism, by the way, for lies. And these were lies of the worst kind in the news business. It wasn't even an opinion or bias expressed in roundabout ways. USA Today actually fabricated quotes. And there was no way, thanks probably to the external corrections request, but for USA Today to cop to it. After receiving an external corrections request, USA Today audited the report work of Gabrielle Miranda. The audit revealed that some individuals quoted were not affiliated with the organizations claimed and appeared to be fabricated. USA Today's managing editor of Standards, Michael McCarter, announced, adding, The existence of other individuals quoted could not be independently verified. In addition, some stories included quotes that should have been credited to others. 23 stories have been pulled and Miranda has resigned. All that needs to be clarified now is, will Facebook and Twitter start slapping fact-checking labels on their own fact-checkers, USA Today? So that article ends right there. And here we see an example of a fact-checker that is utilized by Facebook, one of the world's largest platforms for sharing information, is blatantly publishing lies that legitimize the mainstream narratives while also deeming any information that challenges the status quo as disinformation. Hmm, that sounds a lot like mind control. See, with the amount of control these big media outlets have over the flow of information, they can literally control how you think about certain issues and situations that need to be solved or have problems that need to be solved. If that makes sense. I know I butchered that sentence right there. I'm trying to make sense of my own thoughts. But every now and then, my own thoughts just derail on me. But, uh, yeah, that's just one article. Of course, I'm going to explain exactly what all of these articles have to do with my main point. But just bear with me for now. Moving forward, I have another article for you. And this one is titled, UK's Publicly Funded BBC the UK's publicly funded broadcaster, the BBC, told journalists to lobby politicians for trans rights, something that violates the journalistic code of impartiality in the UK. The training was revealed in the Stephen Nolan show on BBC. A trainee who remained anonymous said there was a slide in the training that encouraged them to use their magical ally powers to advocate for trans rights. The trainees were also given a lot of different points of how allies could use their influence to affect trans rights people. Um, here's that term ally. It pisses me off. 
because that literally establishes a good guy versus bad guy narrative. An ally means that if you are an ally, you are an ally to someone who's on the good side. That means everyone else who is against trans rights is an enemy. They're trying to divide us. It, that term literally fucking boils my blood. An ally. Dear Lord, man, it's so stupid. Anyways, continuing on. Um, as reported by The Telegraph, the slide read, An ally uses their privilege, whatever they may be, wealth, seniority, ethnicity, connections, social status, etc. to access influencers, for example, leaders, celebrities, celebrities, change the minds of the media, influence politicians, write or share stories and articles and tell people what is happening. The trainee told Nolan, I realized that it talked about using their influence on politicians to affect change, which was sort of the main point that they were trying to get across. This is how you would affect change and influence politicians. The trainee added, the second you join the BBC, impartiality is hammered into you and how we can't influence people and you always have to be neutral. So as soon as I saw that, I was thinking, well, how is that impartial? Nolan noted that the BBC employees are not protesters, they are journalists. If these new impressionable young trainees are being told at the beginning of their BBC careers to be lobbyists, how is your news impartial? The trainees said that the presentation said that they should not be afraid to protest. Now, at that point, I immediately threw a red flag in my mind because I knew that during my impartiality training that we couldn't attend protests. This was very clear, the trainee added. I'm left confused now as to what actually impartiality means because if we are being told one thing that we can't go ahead and protest or use political influence, and now during the BBC training session, I'm now being told to actually go ahead and use my political influence and start to protest, those were the things that I thought were a no-go as a BBC employee. The training is held by the trans advocacy group Global Butterfly. Ugh. Ugh. Global Butterfly. Dear. Ugh. That's such a gay name. Like, all these uh, LGBTQ groups have such a gay, stupid name. Global Butterfly. Ugh. Anyways, moving on. A spokesperson for the BBC said... This is a voluntary course and includes generic training materials provided by a third party. But the BBC editorial guidelines are sacrosanct. Our staff know this and they understand their responsibilities. Before adding the contradictory statement, the slide in question has not been included previously and will be removed for any future sessions. So, again, here they are trying to cover their ass after trying to encourage... Uh, BBC employees, which are basically what well, they need to be speakers of the truth. See, when somebody says the word free press, these guys are that. They're supposed to be members of the free press that bring the truth to the public. All right. And of course, if you work for the BBC, you are working for one of the biggest truth speaking industry or, or firms all around the world. Not one of probably the biggest truth speaking uh firm on the planet but here you are being encouraged to use your power to spread delusion this is very fascinating okay so we now have the bbc news a media outlet that is again world renowned as the standard for journalism using its influence to lobby lawmakers to pass laws that would legitimize and endorse abominable lifestyles 
So when you pair this up with Facebook and other platforms deliberately pushing out lies and false narratives, you have an establishment media that is being that is using its power to lie to the people and label the truth as conspiracy theory while simultaneously using its influence to encourage the embracing of a degenerate way of life. Hmm, fascinating. Does it get any better? Is there still a silver lining left to behold? <laughs> Let's find out. Our next article is titled, Labor and S&P Demand Health Misinformation Controls Be Added to UK's Controversial Online Safety Bill. And it was, of course, on Reclaim the Net, written on June 17th, 2022, and was put out by Didi Rankovic. It starts off reading as, in technology, what UK's legislators have been doing with the long time coming and equally very controversial online safety bill would be referred to as featured creep. In technology, this means that a product is getting additions and having its scope broadened well beyond any original plans. The new proposal for yet another addition of what will and what won't be allowed on the internet in the UK should the bill be passed includes health-related misinformation and disinformation, and that's on top of everything else that critics say can be used to censor protected speech, in this way undermining the very foundations of, the, of democracy. The zeal in which the lawmakers, this time those from Labour in Scotland's S&P, keep slapping more and more features onto this bill suggests that they might see it as a once-in-a-lifetime chance to push through as much censorship-enabling legislation as possible. Who knows when another chance may occur? After all, the online safety bill is already blasted by many civil liberties advocates as a threat not only to free speech but to human rights online. One of the most contentious provisions in the bill is to force internet service providers to remove something defined as legal but harmful content. This definition, if it can be called that, is so ambiguous and broad that the government may, and critics fear inevitably will, interpret any way it chooses and then force tech companies to comply to the detriment of users and their right to free expression. Including health misinformation into the bill several years into the COVID panic and the already unprecedented censorship of topics related to it, complete with constantly moving targets of what's true and false, spells out bad news. This latest proposal is now debated in a parliamentary committee and it remains to be seen if it will be included in a draft that has already grown to monumental proportions. Sadly, all too often, it's looking like something geared towards doing more harm than good despite its name. Hmm. So, things aren't getting better at all. Matter of fact, it's going to get a lot worse. Some of you may be wondering why I'm using examples from the UK and the US. Because, of course, these are two separate countries after all, right? Well... The way I see it is that the brainwashing is being done on a mass scale. Matter of fact, I believe if one was to only view its effects on a country-by-country -country basis, you'd be limiting your ability to grasp the full picture. Each country has specific issues, sure. However, since the World Economic Forum has come out and admitted its goal to establish a global governmental system, the issues that may be concerning Americans should be concerning the British as well and vice versa, along with the rest of the world. Remember my quote, when one is staring into the face of absolute nonsense, one must act a fool. Well, this is when the mass hysteria comes in. You see, the objectives of the hidden hand is to cause chaos on a global scale in order to weaken the sovereign nations of Earth. 
They want to make our societies unstable so they can swoop right in and save the day with their politically correct New Age authoritarianism. This hysteria we are witnessing is the people's only logical reaction to the complete state of disarray their societies have suddenly plunged into. The evolution of our modern societies does not make sense to the people. We all know something's wrong, and we can feel it, but we don't know who to blame. Some say it's the far left, some say it's the far right, and some say it's the fault of those weak-willed centrists. But in truth, they don't know a damn thing. We the people are staring into the face of absolute nonsense, a pile of horseshit that needs to be shoveled out pronto. And in retaliation, we are acting like fools and fighting one another. This has made many of us desperate for any sort of stability that would bring an end to the chaos. However, gentlemen, may I suggest that maybe we up the ante. You see, just like you, I too am staring into the face of ungodly idiocy. But unlike you, I am fully aware of who to blame. And that is the system in its entirety. And that makes me very angry. So, let us stop fighting one another and let's turn our attention to the puppeteers because those guys are acting rather nonsensical. And believe it or not, my trigger fingers are suffering from a chromosome overload, so that means it's time to get silly. That's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. It's your man, Victus D. Void. Make sure you check out my book, Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, stay loyal, stay focused, and of course, God bless.